Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Absolutely valueless. This comes from just a a, a post, an X, a tweet. A, I don't know what you want to call it. The Anti-Defamation League? Men's rights activists are a part of the Manosphere, a coalition of anti-feminist groups that have repeatedly attempted to undermine legal precedents and legislation designed to protect women and advance, oh, holy hell. I, I, I thought... I thought it was about anti-Semitism. It's not about anti-Semitism. You guys have no value. It's time for other organizations. It's time for other work because you do want a seat at the table. You do want to be able to engage a lobbying effort. You do want to be able to get things done. You're not interested in getting things done. Your progressivism has taken over your soul. You have no value. Stop giving to the ADL. There are other groups, other organizations. Let's go find them. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Oh, I, this wasn't my plan. It's just, it, it came up. I was like, oh, bloody hell. Now, the, the, the conversation is the border deal. This border deal put forth by the bipartisan group, I have been reading and I have been engaging in commentary. And I started exactly where I started. How could anybody say this deal is DOA without reading the deal? I understand now why many people think this deal is DOA. It also has supporters. Throughout the state of Arizona, Republicans and Democrats, it has supporters. It has Border Patrol on board. I get Border Patrol's point. It's something Because right now they have nothing. And when you have walked through the desert, everything looks like a glass of water. I get their argument. And there's an argument that one could make for pieces of, of, of this bill. But I think a breakdown of the bill might be a little bit more important, especially in some key places. So far, there are two places to me that require focus tomorrow there might be two more there could be more than two i'm not saying it's only two one of those places is in the number five thousand the idea that the border will immediately enable a a, a shutdown after five thousand encounters we are right now in the gameplay of defining encounters because encounters may not actually be crossings In order for this to be true, one has to trust that those in charge are engaged in the same definition as you and I. 
Then there is the entire section about funding. Not just Ukraine, not just Israel, which, yes, I oppose in this legislation. (gasps) Tony opposes funding to Israel as part of a border bill? Yeah. Do your things separately. What are we, children? Well, we might not get everybody to go for this bill, so let's slip this in to try and, you know, sweeten the pot. The bill is so great about the border, we have to add this in to try and get some people on board. That is, that is not a way uh, to, to sell something. That, that is not it. But it's not just the funding for Ukraine or Israel. How about funding for NGOs, non-governmental organizations that are absolutely part of the problem we have at the border, teaching people coming across the border to lie about their asylum claims? And then we really going to shut asylum claims? We're really going to make the changes? Let us make sure we understand what is being said about those who cross illegally who are a single adult male. And those who are families, and what is it that the legislation might very well be incentivizing, which is the abuse of children? The problem with the caveats and the carve-outs is that you're directing people in that way. And I don't think those who have uh, put together the bill are doing enough to accept the fact that they may have now created the issue. I have got that breakdown Coming up, also, excuse me, uh, as we know, uh, uh, Victoria Sparks, Congresswoman in the 5th District of Indiana, jumping back in the race for Congress. Max Engling, one of the people now running against her as he announced as a candidate in the 5th District, he will join us to discuss his thoughts on Sparks and now his thoughts on the race. There are a lot of candidates out there. Are any of them dropping? That story is coming up. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. dive a little deeper into those numbers. Many lawmakers who oppose the bill claim that it allows 5,000 people to illegally cross the border a day. But this isn't completely accurate. The bill says if an average of 5,000 claim asylum a day over the course of a week, DHS must stop accepting new claims. Now, any migrants apprehended during the asylum shutdown would then be sent back. Uh, Right now, there is no cap and every person who is apprehended must be processed. In the month of December, an average of 10,000 people were apprehended per day. Now, you could hear that. That's from a local news station, I believe, in Arizona, and say, well, jeepers, this bill is great. But we haven't properly defined encounters. Nor have we asked ourselves the following question. Why 5,000? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, I want to know if anybody else has allergies right now. I want to I hear it because this is nuts. I feel fine. It's just, of course, the only thing that I utilize to, to, to make a living, uh, the voice. Everything else, 
glorious, I tell you. Does anybody else have allergies? Let me know how you're dealing with it. That would be great. Let's go over this again. Because people like Senator Cinema, who have written this legislation, her and Democrat Chris Murphy, and then you have Republican James Lankford, they're all about this 5,000 number. They're saying it's about the people who show up to claim asylum at the border. These folks are detained or under mandatory supervision. Uh, Senator Cinema continues, when 4,000 migrants show up, the border may shut. When 5,000 migrants show up to claim asylum, the border must shut. So first, uh, let, let us ask, what happens uh, if they don't claim anything? <laughs> what happens if they just start walking? But neither here nor there. Let's go back over that, that clip from that local news org- organization again. Let's dive a little deeper into those numbers. Many lawmakers who oppose the bill claim that it allows 5,000 people to illegally cross the border a day. But this isn't completely accurate. The bill says if an average of 5,000 claim asylum a day over the course of a week, DHS must stop accepting new claims. So we're all at least in agreement on that they are discussing 5,000. Now, the word encounter is going to get a lot of back and forth. The question that I asked as I'm walking through this legislation yesterday, because what I stated yesterday is the people who immediately had an opinion, they never read anything, I dismissed them and they deserve to be dismissed. You have an opinion on something you haven't read? That, that's just not rational nor possible. Now, you have an opinion about the people who came up with the legislation, like I have an opinion on Senator Chris Murphy based on his previous actions. Well, that's legitimate. I have reason to be wary of Senator Chris Murphy, that beta male out of Connecticut. The people of Connecticut don't know how to vote properly. It's obvious that this, you went from the governor, Ned Lamont, uh, to Richard Blumenthal, who lied about his Vietnam service, to Chris Murphy. It's, it's, it's embarrassing at this stage of the game. I, I, I know, I know. Oh, Indiana, you've got Young and Braun. Way better than Blumenthal and Murphy, period. Let's get back to it. The 5,000 number is where I, I find myself with a bit of question, starting with why is that number acceptable to anybody? The premise of this legislation is predicated on the idea that it's going to control the border But they are saying it takes 5,000 people coming across in some way, engaged in some encounter with U.S. Customs and Border Patrol in order to enact a shutdown. Why? Why is the number 5,000? Why isn't the number 500? Hold on, counter-argument. Why isn't the number five? Why is this an acceptable number to Lankford, Cinema, and Murphy? And then follow up to that. Why would that be an acceptable number to Hoosiers? Why would we accept that number as a number? Well, Tony, you got to pick a number. I picked 24. And it's not just because I like Jack Bauer. I picked a number. 24 hours in a day, one person an hour. 
across the entirety of the border, not just each sector. There, I picked a number. I mean, if we're just picking numbers, go ahead, producer Carl, pick a number, any number. I like your original five. Carl wants five. Look at that. I'm a humanitarian. Carl's a filthy animal. Five. A day. Five. But you know what? I believe that what we need to do is have a standard that states that no one is above the law and that breaking the law is unacceptable. Numbers like 24, numbers like five, we allow them to break the law, we allow that. No, no, no. That, that's good enough for Congress, but that's not good enough for rational people. The number is zero. And I would like to know how the number isn't zero. Why did 5,000 become this standard? Now, someone out there is going to say that I am inhumane. And someone out there is going to say that I am, I am mean-spirited. I'm asking the first logical question. Why is it 5,000? Let's go over another number. Three. What does the number three refer to? The number three refers to the fact that this legislation lasts for three years. Why? It's not a border fix. That is not legislation that one can hang, hang on to, work with, build on. Three years? Well, now it's a political football. It isn't a, a, a way of trying to work a better, safer border for American citizens and those in the country legally who want to be American citizens because to them I say, welcome, good to have you. The numbers at the, at the quick just starting are radically arbitrary. And I think that is indicative of a problem. Then we're going to get into other numbers. 1.4 billion, 14 billion, and 60 billion. Which is spending that won't keep the border safe. Maybe it's spending we want, but it shouldn't be in a border bill. We'll keep breaking this down today the way nobody else will and talk about where the supporters like what they see, including Border Patrol. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. American girls and American guys Stand up and salute We'll always recognize When we see your glory flying There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night When we lay down our heads My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died Toby Keith Gone at the age of 62. Stomach cancer. Cancer sucks. Good Lord. So this news just breaking this morning. He had just uh, performed at one of the TV award show things. Uh, I think it was the end of 2023. 
So yeah, hit, hitting country music quite hard. Uh, the death of Toby Keith. Meanwhile, King Charles has cancer. That news coming out, uh, his public events being canceled all over the place. Um, the diagnosis, as uh, certainly they've they've shared the information early. And uh, they believe that this is something they're going to be able to to handle. Um, this was a prostate issue that has now been seen to be identified as a form of cancer, as was described in the reporting. And so he will be dealing uh, with that. And for those people who are who are uh, royal watchers, does this now put William? the soon-to-be king, well, I should say future king, I shouldn't say soon-to-be, that's just rude, and more into the limelight, does this now create a moment of bringing Harry back into the fold, although he's never going to have the titles again? That's just not going to happen. There will be zero, I cannot imagine there is forgiveness from William. You could say to me, Tony, it's the royals, we don't care. This is a bigger conversation about family and how we treat each other And what is expected? I am not someone who believes that, you know, it's family and you do whatever it is you you do for family, whatever it takes, you do it for family. And there's always forgiveness for family. I'm, I don't believe that to be true. I come from a very tight knit and also very, very problematic family. (laughs) Ain't nothing easy, kitten. Um, some things are, and I, I'm not speaking from my world, I'm speaking in general as an observer. Some things are indeed unforgivable. Some people, they are not your people. Sometimes you have to have the separation to better the life. And sometimes the separation is thrust upon you. You didn't ask for it. You didn't want it, but... That's the way it is because decisions get made. And decisions made are sometimes decisions that have to be lived with. That's my argument. So we'll see. And meanwhile, I I, I wish uh, Charles all the best and uh, family and friends of Toby Keith. That is just awful. And to the fans, I mean, that's a lot of people uh, around the country, never mind around the globe. Cancer, man. We still haven't figured this one out. I find that amazing that we haven't figured this one out. I, I, I can appreciate that these things take time. But good Lord. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. That is who I am. You can find me at TonyKatz.com. 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And in the most predictable story of 2024 category, Amazon suppressed books skeptical of COVID-19 vaccines. 
Well, no, duh. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. No, I didn't want to say duh. I did not want to say duh at all. This is not surprising. This is Daily Signal. Tyler O'Neill reporting that uh, Amazon staff wrote about feeling, quote, pressured from the White House, unquote. Wondered whether Biden was asking them to, quote, remove books. These were emails obtained by the judiciary uh, showing Amazon yielding to White House pressure to censor anti-vax books. If you want a definition of fascism, that's it. Not what these lefties claim is fascism. They've never read a book except for, you know, uh, anything by Karl Marx. So how in the world would they know what fascism is? Government coordinating with big uh, corporations, with big business, to limit your ability to act and move, to engage. That's what it is. How could anybody be okay with this? Skepticism is good. Because it leads people to getting information. And information is always good. Only in our society. Well, I shouldn't say only in our society, but shamefully in our society. We have people who are opposed to the idea of getting information. Who will tell you out loud, you don't know how to get information. You have to trust them in the media. What what kind of nonsense is this? Trust CNN? Philip Bump over at the Washington Post wrote that when you look up your own information, you often get it wrong. So you should listen to him, not yourself. Chris Cuomo, when he was at CNN, once said that you see this information here. We're journalists. We're the media. We're allowed to have this. You're not allowed to have this. Only we're allowed to have this. Holy mackerel. That's a lot of hate. And uh, then he got rewarded by still getting a job at News Nation, where sadly he makes more money than I do, and he insults the place. I'll never, I, I, I will never get over that. I will. I, I'm not that guy. I am not somebody uh, who is a guy of quiet desperation. I am not a guy of of jealousies. I am not a guy uh, of of regrets. I've got regrets. I have a few, but then again, too few to mention. Uh, That's right. It's Frank. I absolutely have regrets, usually in things that I did not do or in ways that I acted when I wasn't mentally healthy. I look back at my youth and I'm like, oh, I would not have wanted to know me. Uh, I was bless the people who still talk to me. (laughs) Really and truly. Um, But good gosh. The, to to uh, the, if if you want to talk uh, regret, if you want to talk about um, a, a whole host of, of these things, uh, if if you're somebody who thinks that less information, less communication is better, I decided to hold off on the regret, regret thing. Maybe I'll get to it another day. Um, that that is twisted. That is some diseased thinking right there. That someone could could think that less is more. All right, I'll do the regret thing. Um, it, it, it's not a regret. I was talking about Chris Cuomo. I used to do a bunch of stuff with News Nation. Tried to have some conversations with News Nation. I, I well, I ne- certainly never believed that it could be a centrist organization. I just it, it just doesn't work. I thought there were interesting opportunities there and in places where I could lend a voice. 
And then they hired Chris Cuomo. And I said to myself, what kind of organization hires Chris Cuomo and thinks that somehow they're providing a value? That guy was on CNN every day lying about COVID to protect his brother, the governor, and then said, yeah, I protected my brother. What's the problem? And he got rewarded with another million-dollar show. I, I, I admit I have never actually gotten over that. Not that he had an original thought, not that he had decency, not that he was bringing valuable conversations to the fore. He lied he then tried to look for, for what women were doing wrong that were accusing his brother of impropriety and his brother was improper so he could take them down. That's Chris Cuomo. And then someone actually asked me, hey, if I booked you on the show, would you be a guest? And I was like, oh, yeah, but I'm not going to be shy. That's a true story as well. I don't think that really had anything to do with whether I got invited back or whether I'll be on in, in, in the future. But man, it, it is true. You could do that and still get rewarded. It blows my mind to this day. One of the very few things where I, and I, and of all the things, why does that stick with me? It's not like I was up for a job or anything like that. I want to be clear. I was never, never, ever, never, ever, never, never. The thought never entered anybody's head. Certainly, I uh, I had some conversations trying to, to, to see if there was a place for me. That's a true story. But then I saw that and I was like, what do we value? Good Lord. Good Lord. Anyway, people who tried to mock you for questioning uh, COVID vaccines, uh, they got rewarded. Amazon, they were involved in not letting you have a voice. Sorry, that's an obscenity. These people are obscene. The people who want you to speak less, say less, access less, these people are obscene. And they should be treated with with that level of disgust. They're completely unworthy. I I wasn't planning on telling that story. There are very few things that that stick with me. I I, I admit I feel a little bit that way about Joy Reid. She is the most hateful person on television. And that's saying something. She still has a job. The bigotry, the open mic, everything else. That's a mind scramble. But this is how MSNBC wants to be. This is how News Nation wants to be. Okay. Then I guess that's how they want to be. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
The World Food Championships coming to Indianapolis. This is actually very, very cool. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. I guess they've been working on bringing it to Indy for a while. People like Cindy Hawkins, Circle City Suites, have been competing in this competition, talking about it, probably one of the biggest voices in Indiana, supporting uh, this. It is now coming here. This will be November 8th to the 12th, Farm Bureau Pavilion at the fairgrounds. This started in 2012. It did a bunch of years in Dallas, now coming to Indy. The fairgrounds is interesting. Because wouldn't wouldn't one argue that downtown is the better location? But could be a series of things going on. Like, for example, Taylor Swift will be in town right before then. This is right after the election. This is where it goes. Give them the warmest welcome. Get people there. Show up. Do the things. It's an initial one-year agreement, according to uh, Dave Lindquist over at the IBJ, a one-year agreement, which means let's see how it goes. There are 12 categories. Bacon. Oh, should I stop? In In a second, in a second. Thank you, Producer Carl. Okay, I'm done. Uh, Barbecue. No, I'm kidding. Uh, But by the way, Let's Go Barbecue, available at Amazon.com. Buy the book right now, Let's Go BBQ. Burger, chef, dessert, live fire, rice, noodle, sandwich, Joey's favorite food, seafood, soup, and vegetarian. Vegetarian? Nothing's perfect. Um... And then uh, back in 2020, Indianapolis hosted what's known as the final table component of the World Food Championship. Um, this, uh, I think that happens uh, in, in Arkansas this year. So this is happening November 8th to the 12th. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And yes, we're going to try and get Eat, Drink, Smoke over there and, uh, and do the whole thing. And then there is a story about FAFSA. So the FAFSA is the financial aid insanity form that you have to fill out if your kids go to college. You don't have to fill it out. But if you want them to get financial aid, you do. And it was very invasive. And then they made it a little bit less so. And then they made changes. And now there's a delay. It's very weird. I can't figure it out. I cannot figure out the FAFSA for the life of me. I can't figure out whether or not I should do it. Has anybody not filled out the FAFSA and had other issues with, like, merit scholarships or anything else? That's right. I have a kid who's going to go. I know. We, we, long conversation. Uh, I have faith in my kid. Gosh, I hope it all works out. Uh, please, don't get me started. Who has not filled out the FAFSA? What has been the result? Did you feel the FAFSA was too invasive? I would love to hear your thoughts. But you're not the only person, if you're having issue with it, because of changes that they have made. And it's driving a lot of people crazy because they may not have time by when they fill out the FAFSA to figure out which school uh, for their kid is is best. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Let me know what you think, if you would. Tony at TonyCatch.com. I'd greatly appreciate it. Meanwhile, Victoria Sparks, Congresswoman of the 5th District, decides to run for re-election when she said she wouldn't. But now there's a field of candidates. 
What do they think of this? Max Ingling will join us next. Uh, he is a candidate in the fifth. His thoughts, that's coming up. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You know, deciding where your duty lies is very difficult, but I truly believe and meeting with a lot of people on the ground is a challenging times. And um, I need uh, people of the 5th District decide and God decide because I need to deliver for them. And unfortunately, what's happening in D.C. right now, I'm not sure if it's going to happen this Congress. I work very hard. We're still moving some issues, but I haven't seen my Republicans be able to hold the ground. We probably need to have new people in Washington, D.C., especially a new president. That's the statement from Congresswoman Victoria Sparks just yesterday on the morning show. But she is now back in the race for the 5th District. She has changed her mind and is running for re-election. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Meanwhile, there is a host of candidates who have declared in the 5th District on the Republican side this is going to be a competitive piece. One of those people, Max Ingling. Uh, Max, uh, you can find him there uh, on his website, uh, maxforindiana.com. Uh, I'll get to your statement in, in a second, uh, Max, as you, you have uh, posted and put it out there. Statement from conservative Max Ingling regarding Congresswoman Sparts. But in your own words, when you heard the news yesterday, what was your first thought? Morning, Tony. I appreciate it. You having me on this morning. Um, so I think I was maybe a little bit disappointed that she was getting in after saying that she wasn't going to get in. But honestly, for me, I mean, this is my home. These are the people that I care the most about. And I'm 100 percent committed to serving the people of the 5th District. Uh, I always have been. And, you know, that's not going to change. And so that's why I remain focused at this point, and, And that doesn't change it, Tony. Your statement reads, Congresswoman Sparks' well-documented history of waffling on the issues and re-election campaign leaves Indiana families without a principled voice in Congress. Decisive conservative leadership means standing your ground when it comes to reducing the debt, fighting for Indiana families, and getting America back on track. I'm in this race to win, and the Congresswoman's latest announcement makes me more committed than ever to stay in this race, trust the Lord, and fight for family-first policies. Now, you can argue that there's a waffling on getting into the race when she said that she was out. Are we arguing that she wasn't a conservative in Congress? I think what I'm saying is we need to know what our representative stands for and that we can trust that she's going to do the thing she says, he or she says at any point. And we saw whether it was going back and forth in the speaker fight, any time that that happened at the beginning of the Congress, we saw it even with Jim Jordan. Um, And we've seen it on Ukraine funding and a number of things that I want to know The person that's representing me, when they say something, that's what they're going to do. Talking to Max Engling, candidate for Congress in the 5th District, uh, maxforindiana.com. 
Uh, you, you know there's a fair amount of people running. You have got a history uh, in, in politics. Uh, it, you, you can read it over at, at your website, including uh, the, the role of, of member services uh, for the, the Speaker of, of the House, Director of Member Services, for then Speaker McCarthy. You have dealt with Congress on a pretty high level and in those back rooms and in, the, and in those you know places where more of the deals get made. Is that the experience? Experience that that is necessary for the fifth, and how does your experience now compare to that of uh, the congresswoman who's been there for what will be six years? Yeah, so I've seen the good in Washington, I've seen the bad in Washington, and I've seen it up close and personal. And what that does for me is it really keeps me focused on what do we need to do to solve the real challenges in our country. We don't have time for this. You know, waffling back and forth. We don't have time for distractions that are coming out of the fifth district. So, you know, I need to say something to the people that are listening for a minute. You know, I'm focused on reducing the debt. We're at $34 trillion now. Washington has to stop spending so much money. Uh, I'm focused on closing the border. I've been to the border two times in the last year, went to Texas and Arizona. And the Biden administration is allowing our country to be absolutely flooded with illegal immigration, with um, human trafficking, with fentanyl, cartel crimes things that never would have happened under President Trump. I'm focused on reducing the cost of living. We're 17% higher now than we were um, just three years ago. You know, I feel it when I go to Aldi. It's, everything is more expensive. Uh, you've got to reach half American energy, cut overspending in Washington, and reduce regulations. And I've seen how to actually do this job. I know how to actually do this job, not just talk about it, Tony. And you have to communicate. You have to listen with your constituents. You have to build coalitions. You have to know how to pass and block legislation. And what I get frustrated with is so many folks on the conservative side just want to talk about it and not actually do those things. And I'm positioned based on my experience, even though I've never been an elected uh, career elected politician, I know how to get this stuff done. And I really want to do that for the people of the 5th District. Representative Victoria Sparks, when she was on the show yesterday, was having this conversation <laughs> that Congress needs doers. It's too many people talking. They need doers, and that's why she needed to get back in this race because she fears where the Republican Party is going, where the country is going, and it was clear that she was was needed. So in your conversation with the people of the 5th District, because you got to win a primary before you get a chance uh, to get to a general, to the people of the 5th District, how do you separate yourself out from uh, Victoria Sparts, and maybe more to the point, as you were just discussing, the way to get these things done. Are you saying that Representative Sparts was an impediment to getting things done? I'm saying that we haven't seen the fruition of that. And more importantly, as a constituent in the 5th District myself, I want to know that when my member of Congress says to me, this is what I'm focused on, I'm not going to be distracted, I'm not going to take up every shiny object. I'm going to say we have to hunker down and do the work, not get on TV, not yell about it. There's certainly a case for that at times, but you have to say my job is to bring this home, actually do the things we're talking about. And I just haven't seen that. You know, she was on your show yesterday and I appreciate that. And one of the things I do agree with that she said was we need to have fresh people and fresh ideas in Washington. And I'm the only viable candidate who's not a career politician, but still has the experience in the public service to say, let's do this now. 
talking to Max Ingling, candidate for Congress in the 5th District, MaxForIndiana.com. Uh, agreed, you're not a career elected official, but you have spent time in the halls uh, of Congress just discussing how to make things work, pass legislation, block re- legislation, how to do those things. So you, you, you have experience in, in that place. You don't come in as the, as the total outsider. But when you take a look at the 5th, what is the subject that is most uh, addressed to you from the constituents in the 5th District? Full disclosure, my district, what is the thing you hear most? The number one thing that I hear when we knock on doors. So I knocked a thousand doors just in the municipal elections to be helpful to get our folks across the line. And what I heard the most is the cost of living. Everything is too expensive. You know, I mentioned earlier, I think we're at 17.1% higher than we were three years ago just for essential goods. And you listen to the Biden administration, and they don't understand uh, why you know, consumer confidence is low, but consumer spending is up. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because we're spending money on essential goods that we have to purchase, and it costs more, and we're not happy. And so to me, that's the number one thing that I hear. And it's not an overly hard challenge to fix. You have to retap American energy. You have to stop spending so much money in Washington and reduce regulations so that real people have that, you know, we're not just changing the rate of inflation. I don't want to just change the rate of inflation. I want to bring real costs down for real Americans that are feeling the pain. Before I let you go, Max, um, there are a lot of people running in this race. Of course, probably the biggest name running against you is Chuck Goodrich, who has the money to 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 self-fund. You've got a series of of people who are engaged here. Uh, How are you? What, what is the plan to separate yourself from them? Never mind just Congresswoman Sparks, where people may already have an opinion. So we don't need another wealthy career politician saying, let me go out to Washington to do I'm not exactly sure what. So my job is to be all around the district. The Constitution says that this job is a representative position. You cannot do that with without being all around the district and listening to constituents and then acting on that. So I am everywhere um, at as many meetings as we can possibly be at. I answer questions when people are sent, send those to me. I will not afraid of getting in front of the issues. So let's talk about the real things that are happening in real people's lives. And there's a, a huge number of people out there that hear that message and they say, we want that. We want someone that I share conservative values with and somebody that is then able to go out and actually do those things. And so it's been very encouraging to me to see folks around the district that want that. And we're pushing hard and we've got a bunch of volunteers chomping at the bit to get out there. Does Victoria Sparts deciding to get back in the race make it easier for Democrats to run somebody against uh, the Republican? I think there's they may put somebody up because, you know, they like to think that there may be blood in the water, but I don't think it's going to be any easier for them to win. I think if I'm given the privilege to get through this primary, we are going to run very hard in the general. And I don't see any way that a Democrat's going to come through in the fifth district. Max England, candidate for Congress in the fifth district of Indiana, max for Indiana.com. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, 
and everything in between. I'm Matt Bear with Traffic on the Fives. Follow us at WIBC Traffic. What was... That was a little different presentation there, Matt Bear. What? No. You were kind of like... No. You know the old school radio like puking? Puking? Do you know what that is? Yes, I know what it is. Right? Uh, So I I can't actually do it. It's it's old school DJs that would put like serious... Can you do it, Matt? Like serious emphasis on words. Oh, man. It's like... Okay. Here are the BGs on Classic Hits 93 WIBC. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like C. the C. Like yeah. just overwhelming. Out. That's why your, your traffic just sounded I did like. not sound like I don't puke on my reports. It was a It was a little. <laughs> a little. Did I yak on my report? No, I, yeah, I, it was okay. a little bit of a, like a spittle. I'm not going to be able to do this the rest of the day now. I'm so self-conscious. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a little bit spittle traffic. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> spittle on my chin. Right. This show. Disgusted. Still on the air, people. <laughs> Still on the air. From the WIBC Whirlybird. Sorry. <laughs> well, that, see, see, I can't get away with that. You could say that. And people <laughs> be like, where is he? I say that. People have me committed. Well, I mean, it's, capitalism is not fair. Yes, it is. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, well, it's actually the only fair thing. I mean, now, did now I go you're down the wrong path? I, I, I can defend this in every way. Can I go? Did I think I went down the wrong path? By the way, if anybody wants to offer Matt Bear a helicopter, he will do traffic from a helicopter. Awesome. So, he'll do it. Classic hits ninety three. I'm telling you. W-I-V-C. It's like that. That's, it's, that really that's puking. I can't. I, I'm assuming Nigel could do it well. Casey could probably do it well because Casey did music for forever. Casey could probably do it. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard. Is of Casey in the building? No, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, they only have a radio show to do in like an hour and a half. Why? Why should they be there on time? I'm busy here working with you, so I'm not patrolling the building. I, I don't know. Well. I'm assuming Casey knows how to do the puking. And Nigel Nigel would definitely... Nigel, call in. Nigel would know how to do this. He's not going to call in to do this. Oh, he's totally... If he's sober, he's calling in. That's happening. Uh, I just... I mean, remember, everybody has a longer radio history uh, than I do. Every Everybody at the station... Had, had done radio before getting to IBC in, in like a professional capacity. Everyone except me. No way. I thought you did something. Did you have a podcast? or I did a multiplicity of things, but yeah, I didn't yeah, really yeah. like, no one really paid attention until, until Indy. It's weird. I, so, so, by the way, I don't know if I just missed a, a break or anything. We'll get to it. Uh, it's, it's 32 degrees, American Standard Heating Weather Center. I'm Tony Katz. That's Matt Bear. You've got, he does traffic, does Matt Bear. You've got producer Carl behind the board, Ryan Hedrick, and Kurt Darling in the newsroom. I um, had done a bunch of things, all right? I had done a bunch of radio trying to get myself the radio gig, but I was doing a crap ton of TV and public speaking. It was super weird that the that I had that kind of profile, but I didn't yet have the traditional five day a week professional radio gig. Like that that came later. You started the Tea Party or one of the Tea Party movements out in California, yes, right? In California, yeah. Yes, I certainly did. I was one of those. 
But it, it, it is like like my whole career is, is is backwards. But like Hammer has a whole career in radio and Casey Daniels has done like nine billion things. Dear Lord, Rob Kendall did like 20 things before he, he got with the chicks on the right before getting with Mock before now uh, with, with, with Casey. So it's like like everybody's got this history and not, it's not that they didn't do things but like they got paid for their things. And I was trying to get paid for my things. And then Indianapolis came along and said, we know how to screw this up. Cats, let's go. It's, and, it's, and the rest is yeah, history. That's a true story. It's our fault. Uh, agreed. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I never, I never, so I never did any of the music radio or anything else. So I never, the puking or none of that. Hell, the first two years of doing the morning show was trying to learn the format. You were you were here for some of that. True or false? Oh, you want to go deep inside? Here we go. True or false? False. I would exit the studio during breaks and yell at myself. Uh, yeah, that was very true. Or, or <laughs> I also remember you yelling in a corner a couple of times. But then, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it happens. You know, we're trying it to figure was, out what we're doing. And... I, I, I try to describe to people sometimes the, the nerves and the pressure. Like, this, this was my shot. And if it didn't work... Um, I had no idea what I was going to do. Well, and that's just it. But at the same time, it's you're still figuring out something new. I mean, you have the pressure, but this is, like you said, mentioning the clock, and that's a radio term of how the show is organized and what time you take breaks. That's a lot. I mean, it is a lot trying to figure out what you're doing in your first-time talk show host, too. So I think we all reacted kind of um, <laughs> like we didn't know what we were doing. It was oh, no, no. I, I reacted terribly. I should have handled it much, much, much better. I can admit that freely. I remember uh, 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 Brian. Um, Brian Baker. who Brian uh, Baker, the great Brian Baker, one day came, came up to me. He goes, what are you doing? Like, like literally just like that. What are you doing, dude? You've got the gig. Just don't, don't. Now, did I mean, you were you receptive really to that? Message. Did you receive that? I mean, how, how yeah. did you receive that? Absolutely, absolutely, I did. And, and who knows if I would have six months prior or a year prior? Like that, I can't answer. Um, but I did. I did. I did for that. I, I, I did for that. And uh, and now I work from home so nobody can see me screaming. <laughs> that's that's the only reason you're working from home now. I mean. that, know who you are, kitten. <laughs> We're not getting a studio camera there. That's all we know. Oh, you know that conversation's now happening in earnest, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I brought it up once. Should we live stream the morning show? And then, then I heard from, from sales, yes, yes, we should. You should. As a matter of fact, get started. <laughs> you should let other people bring things up, you know? I have to stop talking out loud. <laughs> Sometimes I really do need an inside voice. That's what I learned. I need a filter. You need a what? A filter. Right? <laughs> That's oh. my problem. <laughs> No luck. No luck is going to be happening from there. Way too honest. Way too honest, right? That is uh, Matt Bear, by the way. He's a a heck of a guy, and he's uh, available for all your needs. Traffic, quinceañeras, whatever it is. Oh, quinceañeras, yeah. He's got you covered. That'd be awesome. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 
So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. receptacle for barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals, and you, sir, do not have a pair of Toby Keith, if you prefer gone too soon. Glass. Tony Katz, ninety-three WIBC. Good morning, stomach cancer. Fourteen years they are. Toby Keith, gone at the age of sixty-two. They are moving forward in uh, on Capitol Hill with the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. And I'm not going to tell them no. My God, these Republicans, they won't vote for a beautiful bill to help the border, but they're going to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. It's all political. Well, some of it's political. What, are we going to lie to each other? Some of it's political. Like, for example, this border legislation, supposedly bipartisan. Of course it's political. I've started going through it, as many people have. And certainly, there are issues. I can point you to a series of them. For example, if you tell me that this kicks in where where we're going to actually secure the border after 5,000 migrant encounters. Oh, no, no, not apprehensions, just encounters. Well, one should ask, why 5,000? Why is it 5,000 and not 500, not 50, not 5? Not zero. Why are we accepting anything except lawful ports of entry? Why are we dealing with three numbers? 14, actually 1.4, 14, and 60. $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, and $1.4 billion for the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations. NGOs that have been instrumental in teaching people coming across the border how to lie and claim asylum. We've been talking about that for years. You never heard anybody else talking about it except us right here on this show. These people are guilty of treason as far as I'm concerned. Now we're going to give them more money? No shot. As for Israel and as for Ukraine, it's not that I even oppose funding. That's a different conversation. Thus, it should be in a different place. These things should be siloed. If you have to add $60 billion worth of Ukraine funding to a border bill, you're stating to America that the border bill isn't as great as advertised. This brings us to the politics and to the spin. Democrats are going to say, why aren't Republicans serious about protecting the border? Republicans put forth House Bill 2. Chuck Schumer would not hold a vote on it. Why isn't Chuck Schumer serious about border security? The problem that the political left has is that, as, as we often discuss here, the left always overplays their hand. If you wanted to be able to have the debate and the argument that would connect with America in all corners about the border and try and and paint the political right as not interested in border security because Trump doesn't want Biden to have the win. 
which is a nonsense argument. And the person who makes that argument, uh, that that idea is laughable, great, is Chip Roy. I will play that for you. Congressman Chip Roy on CNN was on fire and perfect. And the people who said, oh, you're supporting DeSantis, you're not a real conservative, those people were always ignorant. Those people were always worthless. Those people deserve none of your attention. Yeah, if if you're such an idolater for Trump that you won't recognize that Chip Roy has something to offer, holy cow. It's not that you can't disagree with the man, but all of a sudden, oh, he's a simp and you got to get rid of him. Pathetic. But I'll get to him in a second. Your argument, political left, that the political right is not serious about the border is dismantled by including funding for Ukraine and Israel within it dismantled by the way how are you going to get progressives to vote for something that has funding for for israel in it i i don't i don't know i don't know how you're going to do that ukraine funding should be on its own israel funding should be on its own and the border should be on its own they should be on their own if i oppose this legislation someone's going to tell me i'm anti-israel you could try that but i i have no uh issue or, or, or reticence in smacking you down. This legislation has a series of, of, of issues in it, and we should note that it is supported by Border Patrol. Why? Because it's something. And one should not deny that it is something. The question is, is it the right thing? And is it actually the start of the right thing? I'll get into that in the next hour. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. national debt a danger to the economy in your view in the long run the u.s is on an unsustainable fiscal path the u.s federal government's on an unsustainable fiscal path and that just means that the debt is growing faster than the economy i have the sense this worries you very much over the long run of course it does you know we're effectively we're borrowing from future generations it's time for us to get back to putting a priority on fiscal sustainability and and sooner is better than later that's Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve. And now I wonder how quickly Joe Biden's going to work to replace him. Uh, don't tell me about his term or anything else. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. That is stunning to hear. We can't do this. It's dangerous for us. We need to have sustainability fiscally. I thought sustainability is something the left loved. Stunning to hear. Because for a guy who didn't want to get political, whoo, 
He just jumped in with all the footsies right there. Uh, I, I'm I'm curious to see how this is is reacted to. Meanwhile, the conversation is about the border and this border deal. And uh, the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, was asked, uh, you know, you got a problem with uh, all these illegal immigrants coming to your city because because after all. You uh, you 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 love being a sanctuary city, you love being a socialist, you should want all these things. Borders don't matter. If you're so concerned, how come you don't go to the border yourself? I have children who attend schools who have soccer games, y'all. Yes, sir. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it. But you're asking me to give you a date. And I have the court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. And plus, we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address. And I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the court as soon as possible. What does it matter that you have a black wife and three black children? You're you're black. Uh, this is not surprising. Well, how does that come up? That's right, because it's the only thing that comes up. Incapable of having any other conversation. It's it, it in, insulting the audience is kind of what he does. Kind of what he does. All right, you'll get to the border as soon as possible. You're like you're like Kamala Harris. You'll get to the border as soon as possible. Uh, meanwhile, the border is not okay. I have more on this legislation, including the commentary from Congressman uh, Chip Roy. And uh, just a- another look at the madness. You know, actors act, and every conversation that they shouldn't is another conversation for a really, really decimated society. Oh, and I'm going to make you agree with Al Sharpton. It's happening. You can't stop it. Tony Katz. It's funny because it's true. 93 WIBC. Good morning. States to say to their senators that they want to see the borders, uh, the border issue resolved. I mean, you're getting migrants beating up policemen in the streets of New York. You're seeing an influx of migrants all over the country that frankly have people outraged. And couldn't there be some kind of public pressure put in the next couple of days in some of these senator states saying, why are you allowing this to continue? Because at the end of the day, senators have to deal with their voters. And at the same time, it, uh, in the bill, you give uh, uh, money to Gaza, to, to, to civilians in Gaza and Israel. But the border, I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing a time game with politics on this couldn't that pressure put to bear in their home that's al sharpton referring to invasion al 
Sharpton. The invasion of migrants. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. You know, broken clocks and all that jazz. I'm surprised he doesn't get attacked for calling it an invasion. How dare you? You're opposed to brown people. Then I can watch that fight. I can sit back with a bourbon and laugh and laugh and laugh. (sighs) Be a joy. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. This border legislation has issues. And I get why people are opposed to it. Now, we should be clear that Border Patrol, they are in favor of this legislation. They're the ones in on the union side who have endorsed this immigration deal. The National Border Patrol Council, they represent more than 18,000 agents, said the bill, and I'm quoting here, would drop illegal border crossings nationwide and will allow our agents to get back to detecting and apprehending those who want to cross our border illegally and evade apprehension. Now, there's always a difference between the union and uh, leadership and the rank and file. This, according to the president of the council, Brandon Judd, quote, while not perfect, the Border Act of 2024 is a step in the right direction and is far better than the current status quo. This is why the National Border Patrol Council endorses this bill and hopes for its quick passage. There are things within that one could argue is a step in the right direction. This is not getting discussed anywhere because it's just so much easier to engage the radicalization of, of, of the political winds. Say, oh, I, I got I to gotta prove my bona fides as opposed to having a rational conversation. I honestly don't give two craps about that stuff. I get that it gets me yelled at. My God, it might even uh, keep me from worldwide syndication. Screw it. Honest conversations come before all things. There's an understanding, or it's understandable, I should say, that someone could look at this legislation and say it's a step in the right direction compared to what we're doing now, which is nothing. The problem is, is I think that's a surface look and not a detailed look. Chip Roy was on CNN. And the congressman from Texas was engaging some very, very valuable conversations. First of all, the, uh, the reality is the backdrop here is really important. Uh, we have uh, Ukraine funding as a big part of this $118 billion bill, $60 billion for Ukraine, as well as some other foreign aid, uh, none of which is paid for. And then you slap in $20 billion of border funding tied to legislation that we find to be problematic. We find it to be problematic on multiple levels. We believe that it is perpetuating the mass migration that this administration has been advancing under Secretary Mayorkas and under President Biden. Um, We see that in the numbers. We see that in what we're looking at when we look at the bill. You know, $4 billion to hire asylum officers to basically process people. These are not going to be conservative hires, right? They're working close hand-in-hand with the United Nations, NGOs. Speaking of that, another $1.4 billion to NGOs who have been running people up through the southern border and to then put this sort of magical trigger at 5,000 
thousand, which is basically about a one point eight million number for the year. Now I know they say that's encounters, but the fact is my orcas has been releasing about eighty five to ninety percent of these folks into the country. We're getting hammered in Texas. Uh, this is not going to solve the problem. And by the way, on the political front, I think you know and 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 the viewers of this show know. I mean, it's not like I was you know running around stumping for President Trump out in Iowa earlier this yeah. you know, this last month. I'm not waiting for him to tell me what to do. I'm in Texas. I need a solution now. This bill would not be a solution. It would actually make it worse by uh, cementing uh, the bad policies into law. That last part, I think, is extremely important. This whole conversation of Republicans won't do it because Trump controls them and doesn't want to give Biden the win. It's cheap. It's nonsense. And when you hear it, you should dismiss it. And if you believe it, well, then, my God, Jed, I don't even want to know you. Can't something simply be a bad idea based on its own merits? The bill has issues. Let me give you one of the issues in this legislation, in this so-called bipartisan border bill. I go to Newsweek. When you take a look at the legislation, the legislation... States, quote, the United States District Court for the District of Columbia shall have sole and original jurisdiction to hear challenges, whether constitutional or otherwise, to the validity of this section or any written policy directive, written policy guideline, written procedure, or the implementation thereof. Does this mean that the state of Texas, which deals with the vast majority of these issues, cannot engage legal action because they don't have what I can only describe as jurisdiction? Is this the argument that's being made? If you tell me that the state of Texas or any other state doesn't have the ability to engage within their own state. They have to go to D.C. to do so? Now, someone can tell me, actually, Tony, that's, that is the way it's always been. This is just spelling it out. It doesn't seem that that's the case. You can't challenge in the, in the state of Texas. You, have to, you can only challenge in D.C. Someone might need to answer that question. Senator Tom Cotton notes, the congressman, the the senator, Republican from Arkansas, that the bill, quote, gives Secretary Mayorkas, or really the Secretary of Homeland Security, the right for the first time to grant asylum claims and thus American citizenship to illegal aliens at the border without review by the immigration courts, which will be a massive pathway to rubber stamping stamping amnesty. Now, I don't know if it's uh, giving American citizenship per se, but I think the argument remains The argument remains that if you're now giving the secretary the ability to grant asylum, wouldn't we say that that is uh, contradictory to the proposed tenets of the legislation? The idea that I cannot bring up issues, because if I do, I'm only doing the work of Trump, is the commentary of the small mind. And the people uh, of the small minds, uh, they should be absolutely dismissed.
We're allowed to note when something has issues. And yes, this border legislation has issues. There's no other way to see that. And to say that this is going to solve our problem, I don't think we've proven that. I think we have proven that trying to play around the edges, to be sweet about it, doesn't answer the key question. Why would we be a country that allows illegal immigration in the first place? That question is not answered by the legislation. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show, Sundays, 9 a.m., WIBC and WIBC.com. Dow futures down four. NASDAQ futures up 35. DocuSign laying off 6% of its workforce. That's about 440 jobs. But everything's fine. I know it's a small, small layoff. I've named all the uh, larger layoffs. People keep wanting to tell me that this economy is great. If you say so. If you say so. A lot made of Tucker Carlson reportedly seen not only in Russia, but leaving Vladimir Putin's office. I have no idea if he did an interview with Vladimir Putin or not. I have no idea what's in the interview. I have no idea what got said in the interview. No no, no, no clue. He was reported at this restaurant. He was reported at this place. I don't know. We'll find out. I think it'll be taken, uh, it, it would be a very interesting thing if uh, he did do the interview because it'll be a question of, do you press Vladimir Putin? I mean, did, did you did you press him? Was it a push? Is it a love fest? I mean, those are all hypotheticals. You won't know it until you know it. But it's remarkable that people put this level of, of uh, stock into quite literally everything he does. Someone the other day, oh, look at this video. I mean, and, and people sent me the video. My, my producer sent me this video. He's laying out, I think, I think or Carl sent me the video. He's laying out the issue with immigration perfectly. You mean I needed Tucker Carlson to tell me that the political left wants to bring people in uh, to, to the country so they can gather more voters? This has been, it's been a conversation for, for over a decade. This is not new. It's, it's just not. Now, I can appreciate the idea that if a guy's got popularity, for some people, it might be the first time they heard it. But just because it's the first time you heard something doesn't mean it's the first time it got said. And that's what's important. It's just, it's just not. 
But of course, this is a large part of the conversation regarding the border, which has been a major topic today. But I hear often from people on the political right, I think the left is is misunderstanding the border and the people coming across. If we're talking about people who are Hispanic, um, these are conservative cultures. Who said they're going to vote for, for Democrats? Well, I would argue that if you're looking at um, the uh, increases in crime in cities where, where illegal immigrants have been bust, if you're taking a look at physical assaults, if you're taking a look at a whole host of things, I don't think you get to call any of those things conservative principles. So maybe the argument that these people are going to vote for conservatives, they're going to vote for the political right because they're conservative by nature isn't actually accurate because possibly, quite possibly, a discussion about cultures is different than what you're getting at the border. You're not getting the cultures at the border, per se. You're getting the violent. You're getting the dangerous. This conversation about, well, you've got these countries that are letting people out of prisons and they're just sending everybody to the United States. Why should they deal with it? Let the U.S. deal with it. Well, of course that's true. Of course that's true. Of course we're not getting the best and, 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 and the brightest. Give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, your yearning to breathe free. Not be free, breathe free. Which is, of course, the, the poem New Colossus, uh, Emma Lazarus, uh, there on the Statue of Liberty. Not policy, by the way, just a poem. The tired, the poor, the huddled masses, maybe we take them. It's not what we're getting. Again, we need to be honest about these things. Honesty matters. This this legislation is looking like it has no shot. Even Mitch McConnell's like, yeah, no. Even James Langford, who was one of the negotiators, stated I would anticipate Wednesday that the cloture vote does not pass. Meaning they're not even going to open up the debate. So we'll see what happens tomorrow on that. But anybody who tells you this economy is going great is unserious. And anybody who tells you, well, if you have a disagreement with this border legislation, you clearly want an open border. Also unserious. Always important to be clear. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 32 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 846. So first of all, on, on your last comment, uh, our forces will always maintain the inherent right of self-defense. So if they need to take appropriate actions to, to defend themselves, they will. And you've seen us do that in the past. Uh, in terms of attacks in Iraq and Syria, since we took these strikes on Friday, I'm actually only tracking two incidents. Uh, there was one attack 
on Saturday, um, February the 3rd, that was two rockets that were fired at MSS Euphrates in Syria uh, with no injuries or damage reported. Uh, and then I'm aware of one yesterday, February 4th. This was a, a one-way attack drone that landed several kilometers from MSS uh, Green Village. Um, also in Syria, again, no reported U.S. injuries or damage to those facilities. So Iran continues its war with the United States. These things have not changed. And as for our attacks on these Iranian-backed sites, Iranian sites in Syria... Did any Iranians die in the attack on Friday? So, Laura, as I understand it, uh, CENTCOM is continuing to assess, um, but initial indications are uh, we're not aware of any Iranians killed. But again, we'll continue to analyze, and as we have updates, we'll let you know. No Iranians dead, but the plan was not to kill Iranians, was it? Was it? The plan was to do what? Three American service members are killed, and your plan was knock out some kind of walkie-talkie? You were going to destroy someone's easy-bake oven? What was the plan here? It took you days to do this, and then you want to tell us that, well, we will decide what we do in the future on our own timeline. This is what you did This is your response. Why would anybody think that there's going to be another response that's going to somehow be larger? Why why would anybody believe this? It's irrational. And it is weak. And there is not only what we see as a nation on this, but what it is that can be stated by the world. What is it that they see? What is it that they see? And what they see is just absolute weakness. I will address this on Tony Katz today at noon. I'll also break down uh, more about this uh, border deal and why people are opposed to it and why they have an argument. And why is it that Border Patrol, the union, is in favor of it? And what is their argument? Oh, I would be a no vote here. I would be a no vote just on on the starting of why is there $60 billion for Ukraine in this legislation? I favor providing Ukraine bullets. I always have. I know some people disagree with me. I favor supporting Ukraine, being able to do damage and get to, to Vladimir Putin, get him to stop. I favor this. But I don't favor it within the context of a border uh, bill uh, regarding the southern border of the United States. I don't favor this at all. And I don't know why others do. If the border legislation is so valuable, so important, and is such a no-brainer, you don't need to add sweeteners to try and get people to come along. There's $14 billion for Israel. I believe in supporting Israel. I believe in the destruction of the terrorist Hamas, backed by the terrorists in Iran. And I believe that the socialists that support Hamas should go straight to hell. I said it. I meant it. Don't tell me that I can't talk this way about Bernie Sanders. As you know, he's Jewish. Who gives two good holy craps about that? He isn't on the side of free and thinking people. He is on the side of we need a ceasefire, which is to be on the side of Hamas. All socialists are. That's all I'm saying. I apologize to no one 
about the recognition of what an unbelievably miserable pseudo-intellectual jerk Bernie Sanders is. I'd appreciate it if we focused on his policies and you didn't try to use his circumcision as a level of defense. I almost said stop throwing a circumcision in my face and then realized that might not be appropriate. That may not be appropriate. Speaking of not appropriate, Matt Bear. I uh, I got an email. I need a ruling on this. I figured I'd ask you. Um, I, I, I got an email saying, hey, uh, my wife and I listen to you every morning on the way to work. They listen to the show, Matt Bear. They're listening to you do traffic. They're listening to me do, do this. Uh, they're, they're, they're listening every single morning. Thank you. And uh, it, it's her birthday today. Okay. And, uh, and he was hoping that I would give uh, Swati uh, a shout out on the ride to work. This was between like 7.30 and 8 a.m., but it, uh, I'm, I'm a bit late for that. I just saw it, you know, just a little while ago. Uh, so here's the ruling. When somebody wants a shout out for their, for their uh, birthday, do we give it like, are we just supposed to say happy birthday, Sw- birthday, Swati? You're wonderful. You're great. Thank you so much for listening. Are we supposed to do that? Or, or are we supposed to say to this guy, who do, you, who do you think you are interrupting our program with your personal love messages? We can't do that. We don't have time. There's um, no time to no, wish Swati uh, a happy birthday. We can't birthday. wish happy birthday to Swati or recognize this gentleman here at all. I don't like it. And um, I just think we need to move on to something else. I mean, happy yeah. birthday, Swati is just like, come on. You know, they're better. Like, we well, don't have anything better to do than to wish Swati the most happy and wonderful of birthdays and be thankful that she listens every day and how great she is and really, really beautiful in a way that is hard to describe. Uh, like, like, we yeah. have time for this. Yeah, I mean, Swati makes my career, pays my salary as a listener, but I'm not going to show any gratitude to her or her husband. I'm just I, 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 I find this unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I find it unbelievable repulsed, that actually. Swati's husband thinks that we should wish her a happy birthday. No. because they listen and, and utilize the sponsors and maybe they're lovely people who contribute uh, to their community and society writ large. Like we're supposed to just stop everything we're doing and all the madness in the world and not pay attention to, you know, wish a beautiful woman a very, very happy birthday. Swati, an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous person. Like we're going to do this. This is big time stuff. We, we have important issues to talk about. I have important things to do and I know you do too and that's all there is um, to yeah. so, so So no, sir, no. we're not going to wish Swati, a wonderful, happy birthday. That's just not going to happen. No, no, no. I'm not going to say happy birthday, Swati. No. No, you're not. Screw that. No, you're not. Uh-uh. That's how you can't get us. May, maybe try that crap with Kendall and Casey. Maybe they'll <laughs> fall for that crap. <laughs> not us here. Rob Kendall doesn't fall for anything. No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We've spoken, Swati. Happy birthday. Go have your nice dinner. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 enjoy and may you have many, many more happy ones to yeah, come. Right? Sure. Yeah, we'll just waste our time with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. Matt Bear has traffic. Happy birthday, Swatty. <laughs>